What's up? Cozy, cozy chats. We back. started i'm sure you guys don't want to listen to us drinking coffee and eating biscuits the whole time so we're back i'd like to introduce you guys to peter ball my brother oh fuck (laughs) start again start again Mm -hmm. welcome back guys i've been off (laughs) of it Okay, welcome. I'm, I'm a bit rusty. It's been a long time. So welcome back, guys. I've been off it for a long time. I've been quite busy with a few of my projects and also uni and some personal stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back with a brother of mine. The name's Peter Ball. From a promising basketball player to one of Aussie's shining middle distance runners. There's a lot more about this man. I can't say it all in a short introduction. But I'm sure he has a lot to say about himself. So let's get started. Peter, you have anything else to add before we start? Ah, uh, no, nah, I think I think we'll get through it all. So, mm-hmm. all right. So to start off with, uh, I'm gonna tell you guys about how we met, actually, because everyone's like, "How do you meet this motherfucker?" Oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> it's uncensored, so it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I was walking on the street in Tübingen, and I see these guys. Apparently, athletes <laughs> drinking beers mid of the day. What time was it? Maybe 2 p.m.? I think it was lunchtime. Lunchtime. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. And then they're like, what's up, man? And I'm like, yo, what's up? They're like, you're looking fresh. Where are you going? Uh, the contents of where I was going are going to be kept confidential. But yeah, I was looking fresh, as my man then said. So they're like, oh, so I asked them, how long have you been here? I'm expecting for some time. But they're like, no, we just landed here last week. Mind you guys, this is in the middle of the coronavirus. So I'm like, how did you guys get here all the way from Australia in the middle of the coronavirus? Somehow they did it. You can ask him if you need help to get outside of Australia during the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Peter, anything else to add? Yeah, um, actually that day we met, I think we were actually um, quite surprised because we didn't see many Africans around Tubingen. So when we when we saw Raheem, we straight away called him over. Um, and we kind of been looking for stuff to do. Because as an athlete, you get quite quite bored sometimes, you know. I mean, how, how long can you train a day? Two hours max, and then yeah. you got a lot of time to, to kill. So we're just kind of looking to make friends, and and it was pretty pretty easy. So I think we met... Oh, no, I think I was flying off to a race the following day. Yeah, we, yeah. we met up with Joseph um, a few days later, and, yeah. and then now I think we see each other almost every day. Yeah. It's crazy. Sadly. <laughs> joking, joking. Lots of fun with my man. <laughs> so, before we get to the nitty-gritty of things, Peter, uh, one would say you have quite a colorful background with you speaking Arabic too. I was quite surprised about that until you told me that you lived in Egypt for some time as well. How was your experience there? And what did you do? I actually, I was actually never impressed about the fact being able to speak Arabic until I started traveling in Europe because there's a lot of you know, it's multicultural, so I um, can't say a word of German, so I can get through <laughs> speaking Arabic. But yeah, I lived there for about four years. 
Um, I was born obviously in Sudan um, and then moved to Egypt and then I was in Australia by the age of 10. Age 10? Yeah. So you kind of, you, re- you relocated quite a lot when you were younger, like yeah, like quite, Sudan, quite Egypt and then Australia. And even getting to Australia, Australia is a big place uh, and just to put that into context. Uh, when I first moved, I was in Queensland and I stayed there for four years and then I moved to Perth, which is um, four hours, no, five hour flight from Queensland. So, I mean, that's, you know, that just shows how big the place, the continent is. Because over here in Europe, you're like driving for two hours in a different country. In Australia, yeah. you can be flying for like five hours and still in the same, still in Australia. same country. But yeah, we moved, we moved a lot, which is, um, which is actually... I'm quite thankful for because the more you move, the more people you get to know and the more experiences you get to have yeah. kind of thing. But also the negative part, I think you can't really establish strong relationships at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I would say the same. I think I have the same experiences. But I think you do kind of establish strong relationships. It's just that um, quite in a faster amount of time. And of course, there's some people which are quite skeptical because unless they're open, they're skeptical that he's going to be gone soon. I don't really want to. Mm. open up to him that much which is a shame as well yeah especially when you're a bit younger and back then with technology not being you know so powerful and so strong um but yeah i guess right now it's quite easy you can live on social Mm. media i mean it's actually quite sad because you could live you could live in the same state as someone and you wouldn't see them that much yeah yeah um which is crazy you know i think put that into perspective too i think i could see you more in the next few years than i'd see some of my friends back home yeah which is crazy because you're all around germany yeah definitely actually that's the same with me like i have friends that we're still really close have an awesome bond i know exactly what's happening in their life we it's not like we're missing out on anything but we haven't seen each other for a year or something and it doesn't feel like it but it's sad yeah, <laughs> well, you can see it that way. It's kind, it's kind of sad, but yeah, it's also I mean, nice because every time we do link up and we meet each other again, it's like much love and it's always so much fun just catching up. And it's still the same energy and love that you had like one year, two years ago when you guys were younger and before everyone's life changed as well. But, but at the same time, I think, um, it's a lot easier in Tubingen, it's a such a small city, you know, mm. and we live what two minute three minute walk minute. from each other yeah so there's like not much excuses not to see each other and then when you're a student i think you have a little bit more free time i think as you get older and people have things to do you know a lot of responsibilities it becomes comes a little bit harder and then you can't afford to keep your circle a little bit small yeah um rather than keep like a strong relationship with a small amount of people then like you know have a massive relationship with everyone and mm. then you know you're compromising your time and, and whatnot so I think there's there's a fine balance. Yeah, definitely. As, as you get older, I think that's one of the things that was going through my mind, the, the balance between your close friends and people that you know and like, but then you just, there's not enough time and space for them in your life. It's not because you don't like them enough as the others, it's just <laughs> that they just don't fit, you know, it's like, yeah, it's only 24 hours in a day and you can't give everyone the time that they want, you know, so... It's kind of a hard balance to strike, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, as he said, he lives two minutes away from me, which is good. We see each other a lot. And sometimes it's like, yo, what you, what are we doing tonight? And I'm like, nah, <laughs> stay home. He's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm already by your door. <laughs> this, is, this is really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's always hard to stay home yeah. in a new city. And maybe maybe not for you because, I mean, I guess you're new too. I'm new too, city. yeah. So, you, you know, you're excited, you know, for the next month. Yeah. So, 
we actually um, sometimes feel a bit selfish, you know, we're distracting you a little bit. <laughs> but I mean, we're only here for a little bit, and it's fine. It's fine. It's been an awesome time. It's, it's been great. You know, that's that's one of probably the the best thing about my job, I guess. It's you know, getting to meet new people and getting to collect new stories and make new friendships. So, so that's like that's a huge bonus, and and it's been nice. Yeah, you know, going out, you know, yeah. Just different like, people. Just getting out of home and walking for two minutes and, and you're already out. So yeah. it's no different than sitting on your couch. You know, you're just sitting out somewhere else, having a few drinks and having a few laughs. Um, and that sometimes it does get a little bit out of control. <laughs> and as long as you balance that too, you'll be fine. Exactly. Then exactly what you said about like what you do as a career, that it gives you that freedom to be able to do stuff like that multiple times a week rather than actually having a normal job where you like kind of stuck in this thing where I have to be up tomorrow at I don't know seven eight a.m. so I can't do this tonight, and then on the weekend you're too tired, so you don't want to do that anymore. And then Sunday you're like, oh Monday again, or like on the weekend you have to balance between am I gonna go out partying or spend some time with family and friends, something more chilled. So I think it's always better to have like I mean I wouldn't say better, but then it's I like it that I have the control. Right now I'm a student. I have a few projects of my own, like this podcast, which gives me freedom because I'm freelancing to do things when I want to. If I go have fun, then maybe if I come home at 3 a.m., maybe I'll do the work that I didn't do earlier on. So it's just, it depends what you like, you know? Yeah, it definitely depends on, on the person and the situation. Um, yeah, nine, nine to five, I think is, is the normal. Um, I guess some people do enjoy it. Like uh, I worked, I worked nine to five before I worked at a, engineering firm and i loved the work but i didn't like the time the time for it and it was pretty hard to do that and then go train and then repeat that from nine to five from yeah. monday to friday and then training as well kind of adds up so i think the message would be just to be able to balance your time and because i mean the stress add up it's like i guess like a fuel tank you know when you spend that much time doing so much you're low on fuel and you don't want to wait until it gets all the way to e before you go refill mm. Mm-hmm. So you gotta kind of be self-aware when you're breaking down, and when you need time off, when you need to see people, when you need to have a few drinks, go to shop, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, I think um, over time you learn to do that a little bit more. But you gotta be self-aware yeah. of your own self and your own stresses and whatnot. Yeah, I think uh, I think before I mean like from the entrepreneurship propaganda and all this stuff, it made it seem like nine to five is really bad. But for some people, it works. You know, they. Mm-hmm grow up they want to be a nurse or something and they love it they actually enjoy the job but just understanding that who you are if that works for you for us clearly it probably won't work that well so like i don't like this rigid time structure and also like if i do something for a long period of time i eventually get bored even if it's challenging so i always want a new challenge i always want to do something new every day otherwise i just don't want to do it so i think it's just about knowing who you are and then finding how you can make a living out of that, I guess. And if you think about it, we need some people to do nine to five. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we, we need people to do exactly. jobs like you know other people don't like doing mm. whatever it is. You know yeah. that's how the world works, and and I think it's it's not a bad thing. It's, it's not a bad thing. thing. We just, I guess, the only thing is we we just not judge each other and yeah. just let it be. Yeah, it's just all different. You know, it's like I think there's this like subliminal hate between the two spheres. You know, the entrepreneurs are like, oh, why nine to five, blah, blah, blah. It's bad. Like, yeah, for you, it's bad. But for someone else, awesome. they want that security, that certainty. They just want that simple life, you know, yeah. get enough money for family, whatever. 
that's not bad then the other side uh, people who are working the normal job they're like oh why are you doing that it's risky what if it doesn't work out stuff like that and there's so much hate between the two spheres but if you look at it like both of them actually need each other so they should just be a bit more understanding between the two and then it can be a thing where everyone can reach who they're meant to be without yeah. feeling bad about it absolutely mm-hmm. i agree with that um you were talking about training as well and what is it like like when you're on season like how disciplined do you have to be <laughs> with your diet and the training <laughs> <laughs> i'm laughing because um you you probably don't think with that discipline and stuff like that no, but, no, 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 no. but but that's not true you know um you kind of got us in a year where there's where we're in a pandemic and and the olympics got postponed so so i mean training is reduced a little bit um we're not training for a major major event although we're still here we're competing against the best in the world um training is still pretty important and and i mean my schedule is we train from monday right to saturday so we try to average about 50 kilometers per week and then our training is divided between running strength um endurance and speed so we try to incorporate that incorporate that into uh program um discipline is really important um and it's important because you need consistency and without consistency you're not going to get really far you can only get to so many places and then and the more important is also your mentality i think that's overlooked a little bit because i mean think about it at the olympics everyone's professional athletes everyone everyone's strong everyone's looking fit and ready to race but um the reality is only one person can win a race um on the top 3 get a medal and those top 3 they're doing this some of them doing exactly the same training and and what they do different is mm-hmm. um i guess their self belief um their discipline and their consistency all combined to be pretty comfortable and confident when they when they start a race when you start a race and you're not nervous you know kind of helps you know you can be a little bit nervous which is fine it's part of it's part of it but if you're like shitting yourself at the start line you think you're going to lose mm-hmm. you probably are, you probably already lost the race yeah. um it's a sport that doesn't require much thinking um the less you think the better you actually perform yeah. uh, cuz you're running what you're running 800 meters around that in 1 minute and 44 seconds fast um yeah that's 52 seconds per lap so if you're thinking you're losing a few seconds and if you lose half a second someone else is beat you to it you have a second that's um a few thousands you've lost in a race that you could have made more um money in that race or or you miss a half a second you miss on making an olympic team yeah. so every single second counts uh it's it's actually a rough sport i think yeah. in my opinion because we get we train so hard and and there's only three winners yeah um the only three people in the country that can represent australia in the 800 meters so in germany only three people um and you got the whole everyone you're competing against and only 48 people that can run in 800 meters of Olympics yeah. in the world in the world that's, so that's crazy which is crazy you know uh which i think is quite crazy so it's quite impressive sometimes when you look back at it and you're like oh yeah i made i made the 2016 olympic games and like, oh it's not that bad you know but you're also almost not content if you don't come back home with a medal because you want to reach the highest level you can get yeah i think there's a there's a lot of things that you mentioned there like first thing was the discipline you know once you get used to it the consistency like the first time you do it like when you're off season like now and then you have to get back to it 
training 50 kilometers a week or even more when it's like an intense season like an olympic uh, year you have to get that consistency and that discipline i think that's one thing no matter what you do it's about consistency and also how much your mind is involved in all these things like those three minutes as you said if you're sitting yourself you're not gonna win and it also reminds me about a book i was reading uh called thinking fast and slow and they were talking about how just small things can affect how you perform so if you're writing a test or doing a cognitive task and you're thinking too much about whether you're going to do well or not that's affecting you so much like your mind isn't functioning they've actually done tests on this your mind isn't actually functioning to its full peak and it's also seen in uh, several other high performance sports or activities such as formula one like hamilton was talking about like as soon as you're thinking uh, how am i going to make this turn how am i going to drive this fast you're going to lose you're going to lose too many seconds so it's it's crazy how much our mind is so important in all these things but then at the same time we tend to ignore that thing as well because because it's hard it's hard to measure um the mind and it compared to yeah. the physical you know i could i could test my physical by doing a time trial yeah at training you know if i didn't run a certain time i'm not fit but how do you test yourself mentally yeah you know it's it's a little bit different there's a little there's a lot of things you have to learn and we and we spend so much time developing the physical the outside and not the inside because it's it's, it's not taught that much yeah um i mean and there's a lot there's a lot though to access there's a lot of books there's a lot of people to listen to um, but it's not just everywhere you don't yeah. see it um in one place you don't probably see it much is is social media you see like you see like an athlete like ronaldo or messi and stuff like that and you see them posting holding holding you know awards and stuff like that you see all their achievements but you don't see behind what's going on behind the scenes what's yeah. going on behind um the scenes so you're kind of a little bit deceived and it's it's not their fault because everyone wants to see success but no one really wants to see the road to it because it takes time it takes long it takes a lot of time you know so yeah. to actually consciously make that decision to want to do it and the more you know the better it is and sometimes the more you know the worse it is you know <laughs> yeah so yeah i think there's also a balance between seeking knowledge and getting trapped into knowledge you know mm. there's a point where you just have to do it you know like if you spend so much time like oh i need to know this know this before i actually start then you never actually do it you yeah. never actually get good at it and then you just like have a mind it's the same thing with your mind again you know if you're there you know like you're running and you think it's so much about technique that you forget actually to run you're like you're running and you're like oh i have to place my foot like this like this that's so much time going to thinking about this that you're actually losing so much time and you won't actually be good for it because mm, at the end of the day action is is what works mm-hmm. if you don't act then you're not really moving anywhere you can know how to run at 800 meters but you're not going to run it unless you get on the track and and start practicing yeah i think those are big lessons to learn not just for athletes but for yeah, anyone whatever you do even in the uh business in yeah. the business a yeah, business is also like a sport i think 100% many right. athletes go into business yeah because you have to have a lot of mental strength and the confidence to do it because it's risky first of all you have to keep a cool mind so those are the traits that athletes take into business and that's why they're so successful because yeah. you go through ups and downs yeah you have to be so resilient you have to be really resilient you might go through months where you're not making any money or even years 
which is like getting injured as an athlete for nine months and you're wondering, oh, how am I going to pay my bills? Or not making a, a team. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really similar processes that you have to follow. Yeah. So that's and, why. wraps up this episode i hope that you enjoyed it and can relate to some of the experiences shared i hope this added something to your day or your week keep moving see you for the next one